whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Hi, this is Anna from Rock Antenna, and today I'm very honored because I am able to talk to Wolfgang Van Halen, the son of the one and only Eddie Van Halen. But Wolfgang, of course, is not only the son of one of the greatest guitarists of all time. No, he himself inherited lots of talent. And so that's why we're talking today um, about him and his career with his solo project, Mammoth WVH. So stay tuned. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm I'm great as well. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, thanks for having um, me. Well, you're very busy right now, so uh, we appreciate it very much. <laughs> no worries. Um, so where do I catch you right now? We are in Cologne right now. In Cologne? Yeah, we were just in Frankfurt last night, uh, Berlin the night before. Um It's it's been a really wonderful time over here in Germany. We really enjoy it. Yeah, and very very busy. Very very busy. Yes, that is that is an understatement. <laughs> so you will have a gig in Cologne tomorrow, um, but when you're like staying for these short amounts of time uh, in cities uh, everywhere, do you have a chance to even enjoy the places while you're there? Or barely. <laughs> okay. More often than not, it's just about trying to get rest and sleep in time. Uh, you know, we've been so busy uh, with uh, with interviews and and traveling. I mean, hell, from when we were, when we left London, we had a flight cancellation, so we only got like three hours of sleep. Uh, so, and when we were in Paris, I got sick, so I'm still working on getting rid of this throat thing. Um, but uh, yeah, basically, the the number one important thing, especially as a as a singer, sleep. <laughs> that's that's probably one example why rockstar life isn't always like. The healthiest, probably. So do you have, except sleep, any tips for someone who has to travel a lot? Hydrate, drink a lot of water, get all the sleep you can. Um, especially as a singer, um, traveling with a mask really helps just to kind of not get anything in, in, in the throat region. So even after, even after COVID, you're like wearing your mask and everything. Yeah. It's more about protecting my, my, my voice and my throat. Than anything there's not really a political statement there with wearing a mask or not it's just uh pollen yeah it's just pollen you got a lot of pollen out here yeah yeah <laughs> uh, so, this uh, this spring is like wow <laughs> i don't think we've so, yeah. had this this many pollen in the last years not at yeah. all allergy medication some zyrtec that that's always a good one too but uh yeah really just uh just try to keep that the vocal strength going <laughs> Sounds very unrockstar like to be honest, but you it, know, it is. It you is. gotta stay healthy. Yeah, so you can be that, you know, have that rock star moment when you're on stage for that hour and a half. Uh, you you gotta you gotta do all that. <laughs> so, as I said, your schedule is extraordinary right now. You were the very very first band to open for Metallica in in Hamburg last weekend. First of all, like this is such a big opportunity. Where were you when you heard of those news that you're going to be there? We were in, uh, wow, we were, I think it was in Zurich. It was uh, Zurich uh, last year. We were touring with uh, Alterbridge and Hailstorm. Um, and it was at, I remember sitting exactly where we were at catering, where my manager told all of us, it's like, oh yeah, so confirmed. Uh, we're going to be playing, for, we're going to be opening for Metallica. And then, uh, 
And then when they announced it, I can't remember exactly where we were when they announced it. And their first song came out, uh, Lux Eterna, which is a really killer song. And they announced it. And to see on the official Metallica account posting our band name on their little tour poster, uh, it was crazy to see it come to a reality. Yeah, it's uh, it's a huge honor to be a part of this uh, for for the guys in Metallica to see merit in, in, in what we do uh, to be comfortable uh, enough having us open for them. It's a huge honor. Like so many thousands of people in the stadiums all across the world. Like, what does that feel like? Uh, it's, I really, I, I don't even know. Uh, it's no, it's nothing I've ever really uh, done before, uh, especially the stage. It's a very unique stage, the, the circle stage. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, so there's a lot of firsts uh, kind of figuring out how to operate Uh, but the good thing is, is that they're so friendly and it's such a warm welcome. Their whole family of people out there, uh, the band themselves and the crew, everyone is so welcoming and warm and, and kind that it's a, it's a joy to be a part of. Oh, that's nice. What was your personal highlight playing the Metallica show so far? Man, uh, the, the very first show in Amsterdam, w uh, w was super special one that I have, I have some family lineage in Amsterdam. So it was really uh, a cool opportunity to be able to play uh play there but uh before the show uh each member of metallica came to introduce themselves uh i'd met james and lars in the past but uh, uh uh to have them come in and just say hi and like so happy to have you here was a huge uh that was just a crazy thing uh to have each one of them be super kind to us uh very very cool Oh, that's great because you'll have a lot of time you, you're spending together because uh, you have lots of concerts upcoming. We're the only opening band to be playing every uh, building with them. I know they do two nights uh, yeah. on a show, but I think we're, we're the one band who's playing every building with them, which is... Uh, so how many are those? I think it's for 20, 28, 26 shows altogether. Wow. Yeah. And it's up until 2024. Like we're, we're, we're playing with them until November of next year, <laughs> which is... Yeah, crazy. like um, we here, Rock Antenna uh, sits in, in Munich and you will visiting Munich next year in 2024. Yeah. So we have to wait a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a little bit of wait, but I think it'll be worth it. It's They've got a crazy show, man. It, it's It's an experience. So is there many, may, maybe anything you learned in the first few concerts you want to adapt in the upcoming ones? Yeah, honestly, uh, it's it's tough to get used to the uh, the stage itself. So we're starting to figure out how we like to place our stuff. And also we've, we've purchased longer cables <laughs> because we're a baby band. So the very first show, we were kind of just in one corner of the circle. Yeah, because when you're in circle, you have to like run around much more. Yeah, there's people everywhere. So luckily... Uh, we've gotten a bit better at using the space now, um, and so we've we've spread out ourselves a bit, so it's uh, everybody can see, and we're not kind of blocking part of the stage. It's it's a learning experience, but I, I you know we we're we're doing it. <laughs> I hope the best. Yeah. Uh, by 2024, uh, we'll certainly have it. So you guys will have a great show. By 2024, you probably will be able to run a marathon. Like, but I think we were going to start having a competition between the band, like who can get as many laps in as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Although I probably can't because I have to stay singing. Everybody get the smartwatch ready and then you can compete. Absolutely. <laughs> so when we talk about you touring and you as an artist, we... Of course, we have to talk about your name, especially the WVH part of it. <laughs> so I saw there was a thread on Twitter where somebody accused you of stealing your father's name because obviously they didn't know that you are, in fact, Eddie Van Halen's son. <laughs> How often do you need to explain that your name is your name? Too many times. 
uh, really more than once uh, is too many. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, there's a lot of uh, hmm, uneducated people out there. Let's just say that's the nicest way to put it. Um, that yeah, they're they're uh, that to the point where sometimes it's funny. Uh, and I I think uh, I I never could have imagined uh, me calling that guy a grape uh, to get that much response on social media. I thought that was actually pretty funny that, that people uh, thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, what, what kind of, you know, what kind of high self-confidence does somebody as a musician have to have to be like, Oh, I'll just call myself like one of the greatest rock stars of all times. Yeah. From his, from his perspective, uh, if I had done that, I would be an asshole, man. That would be a real dumb move, uh, uh to do, but you know what? Uh, I, that's not, that's the, that's my name I was given. That's my birth name. So I can't really help it. <laughs> But with a great name there, you know, there, there come very high expectations. Did you ever think about doing another job than just music, just because of those expectations or was it never a question? And yeah, I don't think it was really a question uh, either way. I, th I think I got in so early into the business. I was 15 when I started that I feel like I really didn't even have the opportunity to make that decision. Uh, it just kind of happened. And by the time I was uh, doing it, I was like, well, I guess this is what I do. <laughs> yeah, and you're doing it. You're doing it amazingly. <laughs> Thank you. We are more than happy that we can enjoy your music. And on August 4th, we will finally be uh, able to hear what you've been working on for quite a while. Yeah. Mammoth 2, Mammoth 2nd? Yeah, Mammoth 2. Mammoth 2. Mammoth 2. What's different... Um, about releasing a second solo album compared to a first one? I think with the first one, I was trying to figure out what the project was uh, and trying to see if I could do it, you know? Um, so with this one, after establishing the first album and, and touring for the last two years, I think I came into the process with a bit more confidence. Uh, and I think you can hear me sort of challenging myself a bit more vocally. Uh, I do more guitar, guitar solos on it. So I think overall, I just kind of challenged myself a bit more. Uh, and I was really excited to get back in the studio. And I think you can kind of hear it. It's, you know, a lot of the songs are sort of aggressive, upbeat. Um, but uh, overall, it was, you know, it being Mammoth 2, it's sort of that evolution of, of the first one. And you, you had like the challenge to show um, how diverse your music could also be. So I think it exactly. was a very was nice important. mixture. Yeah, it was important for me to sort of continue that with the first album and to kind of uh, widen the breadth of, of what Mammoth is. You know, there can be heavier things, but there can also be softer, poppier things, you know, uh, sort of a bit of both. So, yeah, we already heard a song called Another Celebration at the End of the World. Why did you decide to put out this song first? It seemed like the best song to sort of, uh, you know, kick the door down and say, hey, you know, here's the here's the next one. Uh, the, you know, I think uh, that was sort of the, that song sort of informed the rest of the album. It was one of the earlier ideas. Uh, I feel like from the first album, it was in, it was important to, to maybe have something a bit more upbeat that may have not been there. Uh, and this song is certainly super high tempo upbeat. And I thought it was just a great way to sort of announce the first album or the second album. Yeah, and it's like a song that, you know, catches uh, the, what's it called? The yeah, zeitgeist? Like, oh, probably many people are like, well, this is the end of the world, so why not celebrate? <laughs> exactly. And I think, you know, it's got a fun little guitar solo. 
something to kind of catch your ear. Uh, it's a super upbeat, fun sort of vibe. And what's your favorite song on the album? It's tough to, you know, it's kind of like picking kids. <laughs> But doesn't everybody? <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, then uh, I think maybe the first song uh, is sort of a uh, a good example of what I like to do with music, which is sort of, uh, you know, it can be heavy and, and stuff, uh, but at the same time, uh, melody is very important. So it kind of they don't override each other and they kind of live in harmony. So what's the song called? Uh, it's called <laughs> it's called Right with a question mark because uh, there's a little Easter egg when I was recording drums. Uh, There's a break in the bridge where I think I was talking to the engineer, uh, Jeff, and I was uh, making a joke or something, and you hear me on the drum mic going, right? And I just thought it'd be funny to name the song after that. <laughs> yeah, why not? So we can't hear to hear all um, of the 10 tracks, but as busy as you are, time flies anyway. So and so did oh, the time <laughs> So did the time in this interview. Um, so thank you so much. Bye. That was a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. You take care. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.